Arsenal Therapy Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Arsenal Therapy Podcast. My name is Farhan, also known as Gunner Since 96, and you are listening to my post-match reaction podcast where Arsenal have just beaten Southampton three goals to one at St. Mary's to grab three vital points and progress up the league table. What an absolutely incredible game of football we witnessed tonight. Um, a football game that would have been really, really entertaining to watch for the neutral, especially for the Arsenal fans as well, seeing as we got the result that we did and we got it in some fashion. My, oh my, did the boys pull out a performance of like of which we haven't seen before because this wasn't a game where we were playing against an opponent that we were expected to walk all over. It wasn't a game where we expected the opponent, uh, expected much from the opponent. It was a game where it could have went either way, a game where we knew we were going to be tested, a game that we had played on the weekend and had gotten absolutely smashed and slaughtered to pieces, although it being a 1-0 result, the performance uh, spoke otherwise. And so, yeah, it, it was a very, very big sort of test for us today, a, an opportunity to show what we were made of and an opportunity to make a statement. I would say, because despite um, coming off a good run of games in the league, those were not games other than the Chelsea game. And even Chelsea were really poor, but those weren't the sorts of games where I look at and I say to myself, uh, you know, impressive wins and wins that make a statement. Those wins, I don't think made a big enough statement than it did tonight. Tonight was a statement victory. Tonight was a headline piece for the Premier League clubs that we're going to face in the next coming weeks uh, to tell them, look, we're not we're not playing games here. We can play football. And when we do show up, you better be prepared. You better be ready for us. Um, and I think it came to quite a surprise, a bit of a shock to Southampton when they saw they, they, they were coming up against. Um, let's, let's talk about the team lineup because obviously that does tell us quite a bit of information uh, about how we're going to set up. And, you know, a, a few surprising uh, changes, some of which that were forced out of Arteta's hands. And uh, I'm just pulling up now. I'm prepared as usual. OK, um, here we go. So Arsenal started with Leno in goal, expected. Bellerin um, on the right, expected. Holden in the middle, expected. David Luiz in the middle, not expected. I was really expecting to see um, Gabriel start. And for the simple reason of because I wanted him to be back to his best. I wanted to see him at 100%. I think the more game time he gets, the better for him. The last game he played, he looked really, really rusty. I just don't, I, I, I really don't want to see um, this guy decline and lose his confidence and lose the kind of form that he had. I understand he's coming off of COVID, um, you know, something which takes a while for players to get back at their best at. Look, I think Gabriel will always remain a highly rated defender I think going into the future his game will improve he will improve as a player and um, he is a quality talent that will hopefully continue to improve as the years go by so I'm not as as concerned as I would be for example if we were to leave out someone like Saka or someone like I don't know Laka if, if an informed player goes out uh, sits on the bench for a few weeks you know, that forms 
tends to disappear. But um, hopefully in Gabrielle's case, that is not the situation. Um, and But, you know, I have to say, I was a little bit surprised to see David Luiz there. Uh, you, you, you almost forget that Luiz is someone who has been playing quite regularly and he's been pulling out quite good performances. Obviously, if uh, if Mari wasn't out, then he would probably start. So, um, yeah, the holding and David Luiz in the middle, Cedric on the left. That was a bit of a surprise and a relief. I'll tell you why it was a surprise. It was a surprise because I expected Tierney, despite having news that he was having some discomfort on his calf, was it? I'm not sure where it was seem to have forgotten um but we you know we, we we heard before the game that he was experiencing some discomfort so there there was a probable chance that he was going to miss this game uh the back of my head I was thinking no we can't have him miss this game this is a pivotal game we need three points out of this game and we will miss so much of Tierney if he is not playing and it might affect our overall game plan um and so I was hoping that Tierney did start. But in the eventual case that Tierney didn't start, then I would have expected Cedric to play in that position. And that would have been my first choice. So I'm, I was glad to see Cedric there because it meant that Saka would not play there. He would be, uh, he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't be um, reduced of his attacking abilities. And yeah, so that back four for me, just looking at it on on paper, um, seemed strong enough to be able to deal with Southampton's attacking force. And at that at that point, when I when the lineup came out, I didn't get a chance to have a look at Southampton's attacking force. Um, but I was I was quietly confident, especially having seen Cedric play in the previous game where he pulled out a really good performance. Bellerin, who has been hit and miss, but I think his overall performance has been quite average and decent. So um look, there is there isn't anyone in that back four who is who we need to be overly concerned about. Um I think is a good way to put it. So yeah, that's our that was our back four. Um in the middle we had Partey and Shaka expected. Shaka always gets the best performance when he's playing alongside part A for some reason. We saw it when we saw it the last time they appeared together. Sensational performance from Shaka and likewise again today sensational performance. We'll talk about that in a in a little bit. And then our front three behind our striker was Saka, Smithrow and Pepe. Now when I when I saw it on paper I expected Pepe to play on the on the right hand side because that's where he has been playing for the large parts. Uh, I can't even remember Saka. Uh, sorry, Pepe playing on the left hand side or starting um, in that in that left hand side position for us. I might be wrong, but I think this might be might have been the first time, and that was a massive surprise for me when I saw his name. Well. When I saw his name appear in the team lineup, it was a massive surprise for me. And then I saw him on the left and that was, again, quite a big surprise. Um, I would have expected Martinelli to have been given the opportunity to go out there um, and try and get back into the kind of form he was on uh, just before he got injured. So, I mean, the 72 million question continues. And even after today's brilliant performance it continues um, and it, it continues for so many reasons this is a massive investment that Arsenal have made on a player that they really bank on trying to get the best out of their attacking football we saw glimpses of that today and so I guess you know in 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 some in some sense they were forced into playing Pepe because if they don't play Pepe he's going to complain and 
it's not going to look great on Arsenal to waste an investment on the bench. But on the other hand, you've got an amazing superstar of a player who can whose potential whose potential is almost you know sky high. Um, how do you get the best out of him? Um, and you know they went with the latter. They went with Pepe, and uh, yeah, he he you know. Uh, pardon the pun he pulled out the money performance really really good um smith rowe and saka expected and then up front you had lacazette and again that was expected we knew that bamiang was going to miss today's game for personal reasons of which we are yet to find out about and look i don't think we need to find out about them if they're personal reasons and they should be kept personal um and i don't think it's any business of anyone to uh delve any deeper than that um so look starting 11 for me was relatively strong and it was the strongest that you could have went for bar pepe and look this is all hindsight but bar pepe um and maybe cedric that was a relatively strong side if if uh, bamiang was fit he would have played for pepe and if tierney was fit he would have played for cedric so look a very very strong team indeed a lot stronger than the one on saturday and like i said the intentions were made clear by um by arteta on saturday when he released that team lineup, clearly he was telling the fans that, look, we are prioritising the league and the Europa League. That's clear to see from tonight, most definitely. Southampton started with a 4-4-2. They had a massive difference at the back. Uh, I think Benderek was the only player that started. He might not have even started in the FA Cup. I'm not too sure. But Valerie, Vulcans and Stevens were definitely the changes at the back. Uh, Walcott, Diallo, Ward-Prowse... Continued to start. I'm not. I'm not sure whether Armstrong did start. He might have done. I can't remember. He had a great game today, despite the uh, disappointing result. Adams and Ings up front. So look, I was quite surprised to see Southampton start with such a strong attacking force. I would have expected them to have maybe started uh, Lundulu, um, maybe even what's his face. I forgot the other striker that they have. Um, one that hasn't scored in years. It's probably why I can't remember his name. Anyway, uh, yes, here he is, here he is, here he is. Long, Shane Long, yeah. Uh, Lundulu, Shane Long, surprised to not see Redmond start as well. I would have expected them to maybe rest some players because of the you know high-intensity football that they played on the weekends. But look, credit to the players that started. They still pulled in a really, really good performance. Let's talk about the game itself. Now, this game was, like I said, from the very first kick of the ball, the very first second, um, as open as you'd like it. Really, really positive things from both sides, end-to-end stuff. You know, it started off with the first opportunity, a clear-cut chance from Lacazette that wasn't converted. Um, beautiful high-pressing football. And I said it the, the, before the game started. I said it in the uh, post-match, uh, sorry, pre-match, looking ahead to the game um, on Saturday. I, I, I predicted Southampton to play high-pressing football. And the only way to break down a team that plays high-pressing football is to play the game play their game um, at them. 
take the game to them and play their style of football. And that's exactly what we did from the very first minute. High pressing football. Southampton defence looked really under pressure. Uh, there was a, a the, the first opportunity where a lovely ball was played to Shaka. And this all came from the high press because the high press forced them into making a mistake. They lost the ball. Shaka got the ball, eventually, uh, eventually got the ball, made a really nice pass forward to find Laka and really should have made it 1-0 really should have made it one. It wasn't clinical enough, unfortunately. And look, you look at that opportunity and you're sort of, you know, hands in your head thinking, how did that not go in? Because opportunities like that cost games. And uh, we, we, we saw that um, afterwards when, you know, Southampton got the ball. Great ball from Valerie to find Ings in the box, heads it, but Fortunately, Holding is there to get the deflection and then they get a corner. And, and, and of course, the goal comes from the corner and the goal itself, albeit being a really nice goal, um, really good work from Southampton. The delivery is lovely, it's, you know, inch perfect. But um, to give Armstrong the space and the time to just stroll into the box doesn't even need to do too much he just sort of almost wanders into the box unexpectedly um and what looks like a half folly not really a half folly it does bounce but uh, yeah hits it on a sort of half folly and then finds the net absolutely shocking defending Pepe should be picking him up doesn't and look it's sloppiness like this that costs Arsenal's games week in week out we can't afford to do things like that. It's the, it's the basics. You know, it's all good playing lovely, intricate, passing football, possession football, attacking style. But if you can't back it up at the back when it matters the most, then it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, and and I, I guess it reflects why we sit eighth in the league and not fourth or third because of opportunities. Uh, moments like that moments you know where lapsing concentration players are just not doing the job and we're you know we're caught out we're caught out on a across that could have been dealt with pretty easily um and so you know after that goal I'm really just quite fuming I'm really quite angry because we shouldn't be conceding goals in the first five minutes with that type of um in, with that type of set piece uh, but look the goal itself doesn't really do much in denting our confidence in the way that we were playing football um, but it did show signs of what they were going to do the goal ultimately did come from a bit of counter-attacking play with so much space left out on the left-hand side that you know you could have I don't know who it was that was on that left-hand side. I believe it was uh, Valerie. He could have he could have walked and and crossed the ball and still had enough time and without anyone challenging him. Um, so look, that was the really first opening signs of what they were going to do. It was clear to see that whilst going forward, whilst being uh, whilst playing really attacking, high pressing football, if we weren't able to transition our defensive shape accurately and efficiently we were going to be caught out and that was the first sort of um warning sign and but like but like i said look the first few minutes having been end-to-end stuff it was as open as it could ever be um and look as as well as us as well as arsenal pressing high and trying to win the ball high and trying to force them to make mistakes they were doing exactly the same and um i said it in my pre-match 
uh, video that I released on YouTube, Gunner Since 96, check it out. <laughs> that was a shameless plug. Uh, but I said it earlier today that it would be ridiculous. It would be really silly and naive for two teams to play the same style of football. Either one team plays the high pressing football, high attacking, aggressive def- uh, attacking football, and the other team sits off and plays on the counter. Or if both teams play like that, one of them is going to be caught out and it won't it won't be a really good day for one of the teams and I think Southampton really fell into that kind of trap um and look the first 10 minutes you got you get two goals you're expecting nothing more than a high pressing attacking game and so you know I want to talk about Pepe's goal because Pepe's goal itself really showed us a lot about Pepe's overall performance today but also where he's most effective effectively i'm gonna watch this goal and talk about it because i think it deserves that type of analysis it really was an impressive goal um one of which that sees us play from uh i think a counter-attacking piece of play well it wasn't really counter it was high press we ultimately got them to make a mistake and you know all, all credit to Pepe for Pepe for this goal. It was it was really all him that caused this goal. Um, so Saka plays the ball to... He wins the ball. He then plays it to Partey. Partey finds Shaka in space. And I really want to highlight how good these two were in the middle. It's not the first time we've seen this great partnership come alive. But Shaka and Partey today were brilliant. And this is an example of how how well they linked up um, and how they were able to make Southampton look worse than they were. I think it was just great visionary passing from the two that were able to find players out in space and then allow players like Pepe, um, Saka, Smithrow, Laka to get into the dangerous spaces. So the balls played from Partey into the feet of Shaka. Shaka finds a rid- ridiculously good pass. I mean, the weight of it is perfect. The direction of it is great because he knows what Pepe's trying to do, run in between the defenders. Um, and yeah, I think everything about that pass just summarised Shaka's overall performance. Just really intelligent passing and the ability to find players in the right moments, in the right times. And this was one of them. He gets, um, I mean, look, it, despite this pass... Pepe still has a lot to do. He's got two players on either side of him. Um, if they wanted to, they could put in a feet and risk, you know, uh, giving away a penalty. But you can see the struggle that Pepe has still got there to sh- to sort of uh, outmuscle his his marker there. I think it's Valerie, and then to play the ball low, shoot it low on the right hand side um, of the goal. Just a really nice finish, really nice, clean. Gets it on his left, uh, off his left, off his left. Just a little touch there to lay him off. And the finish there sends the goalkeeper the wrong, wrong way around. It's a brilliant, brilliant goal from Pepe. And it's 1-1. And there, you know, as soon as we score that goal there, there is a little voice inside of me saying this is going to be a very very good game we are not out of it at all because normally what would happen when Arsenal concede a goal whether it be early or late or in the middle the instant reaction that I see from the players is heads down 
we don't really know what to do now. We're going to sit back. We're going to allow more pressure and we're going to allow the opponent to score another goal. And the reaction that I got from the players was as if we were just continuing where we left off from. And it was really refreshing to see. Really, really good opening first 10 minutes. And then we get into the second uh, 10 minutes of the game inside the 20 minutes. And look, after they score, I think both teams sort of realise, okay, if we continue this rate of um, intensity, high pressing style of football, then it's going to be a real mess of a game, Um, which is dangerous, dangerous for both sides. It can easily get out of hand. Um, And so the intensity does slow down a little bit after the Pepe goal. Uh, goal. Um, and that, that for me, is a little bit worrying because I don't want to see Arsenal ease off the gas. I don't mind if Southampton sit back and accept the fact that they're going to have to play off the play on the counter-attack. But I didn't want to see Arsenal do that. And I, and I, I did see that. And I was um, a little bit afraid that if we did do that, we would invite um, Southampton to get into the game and be in our faces. Um, and there were instances in that first sort of uh, in that next ten minute stage where where Southampton were almost warning us, look, if you're going to give us space and time, we're going to exploit. Um, and I'm talking about the instance when the ball finds Walcott in so much space. Again, it's it's one pass, one diagonal pass that finds Walcott on the right hand side. Um, he's got so much space and time, and unfortunately, well. Fortunately for us, the ball goes over um, over the bar. I think he, he shoots wide, um, and it's just again, it's just them showing us where our weaknesses are. We really needed to focus um, into making sure that the spaces are closed down because it, it was it was too much space that Walcott was given, and there was amples of opportunities from that on that right hand side where players were just not being marked. And if it not had been the team that we were playing today maybe it's it's united next week and if we do give um martial or rashford or greenwood if he starts if we give those if we give those guys that much space with the type of counter-attacking relentless football that they also play you know they could be they're the types of players that will punish us for doing that for for giving them that type of space and time um and you know there's other opportunities in there where balls coming in from ward prowse from free kicks and we know what ward prowse is capable of on free kicks so it's really frustrating it was frustrating to see why we were giving away cheap um set pieces but again another opportunity ward prowse crosses the ball into the box and i think it was adams that just doesn't get a clean enough contact on it and look that again it's just another warning so yeah in that in that 20 minutes the pace of the game does slow down and the result of that is southampton piling up the pressure um pushing us back and getting those opportunities um Although we did look good going forward, I think the theme of the whole game was that we looked really good going forward. We always look good going forward, but we did look exposed at the back whilst on the counter-attack, just a little bit sloppy. Um, and so we get to the 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 the, the third forty the third ten minutes of the game. I don't know how to call that. Um, but between the 20 to 30 minute mark, um balls are going into the box. And we're seeing a lot of that. And we have been seeing a lot of that. But in this game, the balls in the box were not looking very effective. And they weren't looking very effective because the deliveries of the balls were too high. And Lacazette isn't the most effective person in the box. But why has it been effective previously? I'll tell you why. 
the balls in the box are usually most effective when Tierney's delivering the balls because it, when Tierney deli delivers the balls in the box, it's usually quite low with quite a lot of pace. And if it is quite high, then it goes very deep and very far so that the goalkeeper can't get it. But someone running in can receive the ball and then maybe have a go. But our balls were quite predictable. They were quite weak, very centred as well. And it made things easy for them to clear. Um... But having said that, in that in that twenty to thirty minutes, it was a it was it was a bit of a difference from the previous ten minutes, in which Southampton were being forced to sort of sit back a little bit because we had got back our pressing football, playing a little bit more confidently and being a little bit more tight and organised at the back as well. And I think those opportunities created by Walcott and um, Ward Prowse were sort of warning signs that if we don't get our um, stuff together, I was going to say another word, then they would have punished us. And look, it forced us to, to be a little bit more tight, compact, organised and to continue to put the pressure on. And then look, the, the, the beauty about playing high pressured football is that you don't necessarily need to be amazing going forward. But if you're pressing high on when they got the ball, you're restricting them from playing long balls or sorry, you're restricting them from playing the football that they want to play um, and you're forcing mistakes. So even if we weren't able to create chances for ourselves in that game, which we did really well, but even if we didn't, you would bank on Southampton to make a mistake to give us the ball. And it happened time and time again. Um, and look, the contrast between the type of balls that we were putting in in comparison to the balls that they were putting in, they were putting in really, really good effective balls, better than ours. Um, and and the, the sloppy kind of man marking almost could have cost us. Um, there was a bit of really good play from Southampton where, you know, a really nice pass into Adams who flicks it, um, Valerie shoots and that's, it goes over. Um, and again, too many opportunities like that on that left-hand side where they're, be, they're just being given too much space. We were almost caught out on a number of occasions. And I, I mean, I, you can't really blame anyone for that kind of situation. I guess previously we've seen it when someone like Tierney goes down the flanks, she would have a central midfielder fill in like Shaka in that position to close down that gap in space. But I guess we're, the style of football that Arsenal were trying to play today, which was relentless high, a uh, high line of football, constantly pressing, constantly um, being in the faces of Southampton, Shaka needed to be away from that situation. He needed to be in the centre to close down that gap um, and to stop them from playing out from that sort of position. Um, but look, it almost cost us and we need to be more effective in the transition from attacking football to then defending. Because if we do that against United, we are going to be eaten alive. We've seen them time and time again. United love to play on the counter-attack as soon as they get the ball from an opportunity on where the opponent is attacking. They will punish you with the pace of, with the technique and ability, the passing ability of um, Fernandez. Pogba to be able to ping balls into Rashford, into Martial, into, uh, like I said, Greenwood. You cannot leave spaces open like that. And so when when they were having shots from, um, when Armstrong was having shots on the right-hand side, being able to run past Bellerin, um, it was a little bit nervy and we did look like the weaker side within that 30 to within that 20 to 30 minute mark um 
excuse me. So yeah, 30 minutes go, Arsenal stop pressing, begin uh, a little bit more of a defensive kind of game, maybe playing on the counter a little bit, being opened up way too easily, really. Um, and from nothing as well, from cro- odd crosses, uh, from passes that really should be picked up earlier, just needing to do better to cover the spaces really at the back. And so the best period of our game, I would argue, comes along with in the 30 to 40 minute um, range of the game. And you can tell that the wet surface is making the game a lot more interesting than it might have been if it had been dry. As well as both teams playing high, high pressing football, high intensity football, non-stop relentless type of football. We've got a wet surface where the ball is skidding away. Um, passes are not being made to each other to players players you know not being able to kick the ball as efficiently um and you can also tell that we are missing Tierney dearly I mean as I mentioned before as well as the crosses coming in Cedric isn't the type of player that can make the type of runs that Tierney does he's more of a player that likes to play with uh the wingers he, he likes to play more deeper in, in the central sort of position, central midfield position in that type of role, not in the cent- center of the, in the pitch, but if he's, if he's going, uh, if he's uh, running down the flanks, he's not going to go all the way down to a left wing position. He's more of a left central midfield sort of area, but then he likes to ping the ball forward and progress it onto Pepe or as he did for the third goal into Saka absolutely beautifully. Um, and look, you know, as well as as well as Southampton causing us a lot of problems, despite being on the back foot uh, in that last sort of ten minutes. I know I said it was our best. I, I, I'm probably thinking of the second half here. I don't think it was the best uh, ten minutes within that thirty to forty minute range. But look, we got the goal. We got the goal near the end from some really sloppy defending, and I want to I want to talk about that goal because it was another really really impressive goal that came from a high pressing style of football. Um, Let's get to that goal. I'm just watching it here. So they're just showing Cedric's incredible volley that almost goes wide. Uh, sorry, just goes wide. Um, Armstrong puts the ball in. Che Adams with the header. I have to say Leno had a really, really good performance as well. He made some really, really crucial saves. Um, if, it, if it hadn't been for him in goal, I mean, I'm talking about that header there as well as the um, the free kick as well. It was a really intelligent free kick, and if it was any other goalkeeper, I think he might have maybe taken the bit, bit in the carrot um, and stepped to the left one foot. And if he had stepped to the left one foot, then uh, Ward Prowse would have had that goal. Um, but look, uh, we'll get to Leno's involvement in a little bit. So the ball comes down to... Shaka. Shaka plays the ball to um Partey. Uh, actually, I'm not sure what happens there. I'm not sure whether actually Shaka gets the gets a touch or not. Let's have a look again. So ball comes in. Shaka plays the ball to Laka. Laka plays a beautiful first ball into Saka and Saka's off. You can see the moment he receives that ball, there is no way anybody is catching him. And so I guess McCarthy's got no choice but to come out that far. And he costs himself a goal because he goes around the keeper beautifully and then slots it in. And you're thinking to yourself, if it was any other player, maybe they might have taken another touch and then lost that momentum. 
and the defender might have got to the goal line to clear it out. But Saka does so well there. The pass to find Saka and then to be able to run around the goalkeeper to make it 2-1 just before we go into the second half. Brilliant. Just such a massive, massive boost. Um, and, and I have to say again, you have to give credit to Pepe for that goal. And I say that because when the goal kick came from um, Leno, the Southampton players, I think there was two of them there, really, really poor to deal with that header. But I think with Pepe jumping in there makes it really even more difficult to deal with it. So Pepe jumps up in the air, the ball gets down, finds Shaka. Shaka then plays the ball to Laka. Laka with a great first time pass without even looking, I don't think, um, finds... Uh, Saka and Saka he does the rest and you're 2-1 up you're cruising the team is oozing with confidence absolutely oozing with confidence um, and I and I really do believe that before the first half finishes we should have got a penalty not sure how on earth Lacazette isn't given a penalty apparently he is um, actually I don't even know what the explanation was whether he was pushed or whether he pushes himself over I don't know but what I saw is Lacazette being tripped over and then falling in the box he didn't do it on purpose he didn't cause the foul himself he was fouled in the box and Stockley Park got that wrong and obviously being the result being what it was it's not that much of a big deal but time and time again this referee had an absolute Poor performance. I was going to say another word, but um, time and time again, he had made he he continued to make the wrong call, the wrong decision, and I don't I don't usually like talking about referees' performances or decisions and stuff, but I really did think that he was working against us. The yellow card that um, Pepe got as well, just bizarre. Um, I, I don't know whether he can sort of we can appeal that yellow card, but. It, <laughs> I don't think it should stand because he didn't even go off. And to give that kind of yellow card was just ridiculous in the first place. So look, yeah, um, the first half whistle blows. Overall, a really, really solid performance. And my thoughts going into the second half was that this was a great game of football. Two teams giving energy, real, a, a real effort um, and just a, a high quality of football. Um, Arsenal provide proving why they need to be feared as well by displaying some beautiful attacking football. But equally, I would have to say that they were quite sloppy at the back and we were fortunate enough to not have conceded more than one goal because they did have their fair share of opportunities. And you have to think that Southampton would have been quite disappointed in themselves going into the second half. But look, it was an overall really, really good performance. It's my standout performance in that game. Um, one of them being Shaka. I think Shaka didn't uh, get the amount of light or they they he wasn't spoken enough as much as I think he should have. There wasn't enough credit being given to Granite Shaka's first, especially his first half performance. Absolutely brilliant. Some of the ball playing going forward was just beautiful to watch. Really, really impressive. And, you know, th there really is two sides of Granite Shaka. There is the side where he plays it backwards, he plays it sideways, he doesn't really know what to do with the ball when he gets it stops, stutters, slows down the momentum. And there's a Granite Shaka of today where he plays where he plays alongside someone who he can play off of. Um, his partnership with Partey just looks so solid. 
It looks so comfortable for him. Picking up balls in really good space, getting into space as well, something that I don't associate Granit Xhaka with. Getting into good spaces and when he does pick up the ball, playing meaningful passes. Um, and I've see, I saw him often slotting back into the back three as well to help out with the defence, going from attack to defence. So when we're changing our formation, um, and I, I would probably... In hindsight, I would probably want him to play a little bit further left to cover up the spaces left by Cedric because that those were the those were the spaces that we were being exploited um, at the most. But um, look, his overall performance was just brilliant. The pace and and something else I realised was, was the pace in this Arsenal side as well going forward was just frightening. Um, as well as playing a high intensity style of football, the moment they pick up the ball, the energy and the type of speed that they get the ball into the dangerous areas was just like a blink of an eye. They'd be either creating a chance from the wing or trying to get the ball in the box. Um, really, really good to see a great looking side when attacking forward. But you know, again, it need they needed to be more organised at the back. Um, couldn't flow the uh, you couldn't fault the effort though. Great flowing football, and and I think look, <laughs> I, I said it at half time that I think we need to talk about Pepe's performance in this first half. But I really do think we need to reevaluate and talk about Pepe's performance as a whole. I have been one of Pepe's biggest critics as well. Um, on the verge. In fact, I had given up on Pepe. I had. I had given up on Pepe and I had accepted him as being a squad player and perhaps leaving in the summer. But look, what he has shown us today is that he performs at his best on the left-hand side, not on the right-hand side, because on the right-hand side, his opposition can suss him out. And on the right-hand side, he has to slow down because on the right-hand side, he has to cut in on his left foot to then have a shot. But on the left-hand side, he doesn't need to cut in. He can flow forward. He can be direct and he can, without having to stop or think about anything, he can weave in and out and test the goalkeeper. And he did that so, so well. Um, he finally found his place on the, on the pitch to flourish and it was great to see. Let's talk about the second half because the second half really made it count. Got us those three points. That first 10 minutes um, was quite positive despite sitting back a little bit we did manage to create some positive opportunities when playing from the back I uh, I got the impression that Arsenal were willing or accepting to maybe uh, decrease the amount of intensity that they were playing with maybe just ease off the gas a little bit uh, Southampton were looking more dangerous coming forward because they realised that we were sitting back a little bit. Uh, they were pressing forward. The balls were being uh, placed into the box, pinged into the box, crossed into the box, however you want to say it. And look, Arsenal soon decided that w this wasn't going to work. Us sitting back, allowing them to come forward, isn't going to work for the next 45 minutes. So we need to play their style of football against them. Um, and for me, look, the next game decided the game. If Southampton got the goal, then... I reckon it would have finished 2-2. And if Arsenal got the third goal, then that's it. Game over. Game done. And we, for me, it wasn't a case of getting into the second half, easing into the game a little bit. It was uh, starting from where you left off. Getting that third goal from high pressing intensity football, not sitting back and inviting pressure. Otherwise, inevitably, we would have uh, conceded the goal. So look, the game itself, we do grow into it. Um, Cedric for me really did come out of his shell he really did just absolutely 
incredible on every opportunity that he got the ball. And this wasn't someone who was um, attacking, sorry, that wasn't just putting in a really good defensive performance because he was, but when going forward, he did look a massive threat. Um, the shape, the overall shape of Arsenal's formation as well so far uh, in that in that first sort of, in that, sorry, between the 55 to 65 minute looked really good as well. A lot better than the first half, I have to tell you. Um, they, they looked more organised, looked more compact. Every player knew where to stand, where their position on the pitch was. M- most notably, I have to say, Partey, his positional play off the ball made Arsenal looked a lot more organised than they maybe would have looked um, if if someone like El Nenny was there. Really commanding and just made himself look like a real beastly presence in that sort of uh, central area. When, when, when Southampton are trying to get the ball through us, they're not able to because you have someone there making us look as organised as we were. Um, Southampton were still trying to press high up the pitch. But the problem with pressing high up the pitch is if you lose the ball, then that's it. The uh, we can take advantage of that and press high up the pitch. Um, and there was a mo- there was a moment in that game, I think near the sixty five minute mark, where you had their last defender so far away from the halfway line. It was out of the out. It was out of the centre circle. Um, and it was so dangerous. It was so risky for them to play that type of football. Uh, but look, the, the 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 second 10 minutes of that second half was a little bit almost like a stalemate situation. The game was still very, very open. Um, and look, both sides making good use of the ball. Southampton were pressing really high up the pitch. Arsenal looking really organised at the back. When we won the ball, it was a straight counter-attacking, high high intensity, really fast counter-attacking style of football to get the ball to the other side of the pitch. Um, but we needed to be careful because the more Southampton had the ball, the more confident that they got, the more chances that they created and inevitably, the more likely chance that they would have equalised. So it was time to up the tempo um, and take the game to them rather than allowing them to grow into the game. And we saw that in the third 10 minutes of that second half, between the 65th minute and the 75th minute, a little bit of a kerfuffle, a little bit of a mare with substitution. So at one minute, it seemed as if Martinelli was going to come on for Pepe. Pepe starts to walk off. He gets a yellow card for standing still, wasting time. But in all honesty, he was waiting to see what was going to happen with Emil Smith-Rowe. I have to say Emil Smith-Rowe had another really, really bright game up until the minute that he had to go off. Um, Some really interesting comments made by Arteta about Emil Smith-Rowe t- being taken off. He had a slight dig, a little bit of a, um, a, li- a, a little bit of a, of a go, I'd say, at the people who were criticising his decision on playing such a weak, um, or I wouldn't say weak, but his B team essentially in the FA Cup. And look, the reason why he played his B team is because if you need, if you wanted to play a strong side today and you wanted to play a strong side in the FA Cup, forget about it. It's not going to happen. In three days of each other, playing that style of football with that sort of intensity, you're not going to get players that are going to be fit enough to start. Um, and I really, really hope that it is not anything serious. Um, 
in the case of Emil Smith Rowe, I mean, we saw Partey go off as well with a, what looked like a cramp, so nothing serious. But look, you never know what these could progress into. So, um, look, well done for well done to Arteta today. I'm going to talk about Arteta at the end, but well done to him for for making the right decisions um, in getting the the likes of Emil Smith Rowe and Partey off as soon as they needed to get off. Um, and so, look, uh, Pep Martinelli thinks he's coming on, but he doesn't come on. Um, Pepe gets a yellow card for no reason whatsoever. Smith Rowe goes off instead. Pepe continues to stay on. And then the man himself, Willian, comes on. And the moment Willian comes on, I'm thinking to myself, oh dear me. I understand why you bring Willian on because it's a like for like. If you're going to bring on Martinelli, you're going to have to shift someone in the middle. And... I don't think any of them are capable of or comfortable enough to play in the middle. Um, so look, you're thinking to yourself, wow, you know, Willian's going to come on and the whole momentum of the game is going to change. The whole dynamics of the game are going to change. And it did. I have to tell you, the dynamics of the game did change drastically. We looked a lot poorer going forward. The intensity and the speed of the game slowed down drastically. But... Um, it was his pass to Cedric that led to the third goal and the third goal itself, another really impressive goal. Um, and you have to say, look, he was involved with this goal. It, it was his pass to Cedric that caused um, the ball to go into Saka. This this goal itself is, is, is really impressive for a number of different reasons. The cross itself is absolutely incredible. It's a beautiful timed cross. Um, Perfect, absolutely inch perfect. And it reminds me a lot of the crosses that Danny Ceballos was putting in in the last performance that he had before he got injured. And this was another example of how good Arsenal are at switching play. They'd been doing that all game. Um, and this was another opportunity for Cedric to show why he is such a good player in playing in those types of positions. And he's done it before as well. He did it in the game against, was it Newcastle? I'm not sure who it was against. I, I believe it was against Newcastle. where linking up really, really well on that, on the flanks. He's just so good at picking out players. But this ball itself was just a beautiful ball to find um, Saka in space and, and Saka doesn't need to take a touch on that to get it uh, to get the ball to slow down or anything he takes it first time across the face of goal Lacazette is there uh, for the tap in and it's 3-1 Arsenal and that's it really it's 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 our game to lose at that point um, and at that moment for me that was it really that was it we had won that game. 75 minute goes, uh, not much football being played due to the substitutions, but Southampton did continue to press for an equaliser, looked dangerous going forward. But ultimately, after Arsenal got that third delightful goals, uh, goal, sorry, that's it. Um, it's a game of now just seeing the game out, defending well, staying concentrated, staying switched on. Um, and look, I have to tell you, even after that third goal, there was one man on there that was that was continuously looking a threat and looking really, really impressive. And that was Pepe. 
during uh, the last 15 minutes, there were, there were amples of opportunities in that game where he was um, creating chances for goals, but also running at defences. And we don't see this of Nicolas Pepe much. We don't see the confidence of Pepe to be to allow him to run at players and successfully weave in and out. And it reminded me so much of the clips that I had used to watch um, of him and League Oh. That was really weird. I just, sometimes I wish I could just call it League One, but it's not, it's League Un. So I kind of have to put the emphasis on Un. So yeah, uh, the games I used to watch him at League Un when he was playing for, who was he playing for? Hmm, was it Nice? No, it wasn't. Oh, I forgot. I forget who he had played for. But uh, yeah, he, it was those types of runs that were really reminiscent. Um, he was just looking a real handful and it was so good to see him play with such positive, such a positive sort of attitude and performance. Really a joy to watch and unplayable in parts of the game as well. And part A then comes off for Elneny. Good decision by Arteta again. I don't want to risk anyone at this at this point, especially going into the weekend with such a massive game. Um, and look, despite us scoring that third goal, we still looked confident. We still looked like we were pre pre preserving our shape. We were still looking deadly going forward. And you're thinking to, well, I was thinking to myself then sort of nearing the end of the game that look, Arteta really, he did really get the best out of these boys tonight. Um, and even hearing the constant shouting, even after being 3-1 up, you can still hear Arteta shouting, Laka, Laka, Pepe, you know, keep going. The shouting of encouragement. Really, really good to see. Really, really good to see. Um, and this will do wonders for our confidence going into the game on Saturday. Uh, I don't really know what else to say in the last 10 minutes other than uh, a few mistakes were made. You know, there was the David Luiz situation where, you know, lapse of concentration, ball goes um, behind him. Not sure what happened there, really, but needed to get our stuff together there. Um, and then they they had a free kick uh, by Ward Prowse. Spoke about that earlier. A really good save by Leno. I have to say, Leno was instrumental today on large parts of the game. If it hadn't been for Leno's saves, and they were really, really good saves, I have to say, uh, we could have been out of this game a lot earlier. So, you know, much credit needs to go to Leno. He has been growing stronger and stronger every single week. I think he has proved himself that he is the right goalkeeping choice the club did make the right decision to keep him out of Martinez um and I was I was you know I was really really glad to see him continue despite you know having a comeback from injury um yeah hats off to him um yeah the, the you know the boys see the game through Willock comes on late um and that's it full time Arsenal with a thoroughly deserved victory and I have to say a, a really big big shout out to the following players I'm talking about Saka, Shaka, Pepe, Laka, Smithrow, Partey and Cedric all of these guys for me had standout performances the guys at the back were great um you know they dealt with the ball pretty well Bellerin did uh Bellerin did okay. Holden did okay. Louise did okay. But Suarez, Partey, Shaka, Saka, Smithrow, Pepe, like as at some extent as well, but more so those guys ran the show today. And if I had to sum up this performance in a couple of words, it would have to be 
a Mikel Arteta masterclass. It really was. It really was. He got it absolutely tactically perfect, right on the money. And it was a it was a masterclass for a number of different reasons, but it was a masterclass more so than ever because he played Southampton at their own game and he played it better than they could ever play it themselves. Okay, maybe I'm going a little bit too far by saying that, but he played it better than they could have played it tonight. He to the T, just brilliant. Um from playing the ball from the defence, patiently building it up to the midfield, allowing Partey to do his business, getting Pepe, playing Pepe in that in that uh, in that side at the beginning was the right decision and something that he's going to look back on and think, why hadn't I done that earlier? He got the re- he got the best out of Pepe, um, got the best out of everyone on that pitch. But I think the most intelligent thing that I saw more than anything from Arteta's plan was the ability to know when to play high pressing football and when not to, because there were instances in that game where we eased off a little bit. We allowed them to come to us. We allowed the pressure to be brought onto us. And it could have been a case that they could have scored from that opportunity. But look, I think the the, the best thing that I saw was... Allowing the, op- uh, the opponent to think that you're going to sit back and you're going to allow them to come at you and then to be able to switch the play the way that they did was brilliant. The change of pace, the change in position, the change in, the, the, the changing from defensive style of football to then attacking style of football, the ball going from defence to attack so far, so solid, so, so good. And like I said, the players that I mentioned really made it happen. If it weren't for those players um, playing, if it weren't for the performances they put in, maybe we might not have got those results. But the reason why we did, because we did have those players on the pitch. And I'm talking about players like Smithrow, Saka, um, Partey especially. He has made a real difference in the middle of the park. And the difference is almost the, uh, the contrast of night to day. On Saturday, the reason why we had been exploited so much was because the central midfielders were really poor in organising themselves and allowing Southampton to just run through the middle and get into the last third, the final third, way too easily. It was way too easy for them. Making one uh, single pass from the defensive half to the last third of our sort of defensive area because there was nothing there in the middle. But tonight we saw, again, why part A is one of the best in the world playing in that position because he knows when to defend and he knows when to attack and he knows when to make the right passes. We saw all of that today. Despite, you know, having a few shots off goal or a few passes that were misplaced, he made everything work like clockwork. And if it if it isn't for someone like Partey, then you don't get the best out of Shaka. And if you don't get the best out of Shaka, then you don't get the balls being played in the pivotal um, places in the pitch, like the first goal he, like, like the first goal when he passed it into um, Pepe. And so I have to say, a really, really strong attacking performance. And this isn't a strong attacking performance of which we have seen just tonight. We have seen this type of performance being replicated time and time again. This performance wasn't something that we need to be surprised about. It's something we need to be really, really proud of because the boys have come from a very, very deep and dark hole. They have come from a place of real difficulty. 
to come from somewhere where you're sitting in a relegation battle conversation, trying so hard to get a goal from play on the field, struggling to get your um, star top scorer to find the back of the net, to now play this type of fluid, beautifully intricate style of football. I mean, you know, we've come so far. We really have. And I'm I'm at the stage right now where I'm looking at the games that we've played previously. And I keep going back to this game, but most notably the Palace game and asking myself, why did we not get those three points? And so, you know, today today's win is significant for a number of reasons because it allows us to look forward, it allows us to go forward. But most importantly, it allows us to start believing again that we can and we have the ability and the potential in this squad to beat bigger teams, to beat teams who on paper might pose a threat to us. This wasn't a 2-1 victory. This wasn't a 1-0 victory. This was a 3-1 victory against a team that was going toe-to-toe against us. They were playing football, attacking football, football where it was dangerous at times, at times where we could have conceded a lot of goals and we, and look, the result could have gone the other way tonight, but it didn't because we were the better team. That's the facts. We were the better team. And if you look at the, let's have a look at the possession stats and some of the stats on the game itself. Um, They've had 13 shots on goal. We had nine shots on goal. We had five on target. They had five on target. 11 fouls committed. We had committed six. And look, the possession of the game, they got 58 possession of the ball. We had 42 possession of the ball. And I, I really do bring that down to a real tactical masterclass from Arteta to know when to play football and to know when to sit off and ease off and to hit them on the counter attack the way that we did was real intelligence and it deserves a round of applause. And so going into United, I do see a team that is full of confidence right now. I see a team that is missing a few players. I'm talking about Tierney, maybe Aubameyang as well. Um, And you you would think to yourself with Tierney in that squad as well, how much damage could have been done. I hope that Tierney is back for the United game. I hope we have everyone fit. Um, It's really, it's a bit, uh, it's it's, um, annoying and surprising to think that the United game is only a few days away. It's it's literally, I think, three days away on the 30th on Saturday. Uh, we're playing at the Emirates, we're playing at home. Um, United will go with a lot of confidence. They will go to the Emirates with hunger and desire and a real purpose to win, to get the three points, because I think now they're starting to believe there is an opportunity for United to pose a title challenge. Um, Liverpool are way off the mark. I mean, they sit fifth currently um, with West Ham above them. But West Ham having played a game extra, it is looking so, so tight at the top there. I mean, I think only 11 points separate us from City, albeit playing a game ahead of City, United, Leicester, Liverpool. There is a real opportunity here, ladies and gentlemen, for us to mount a challenge for top four. And it might be too early to say it, but with the kind of run that we are going on at the minute, with the type of football that we are playing, and these aren't games that we're winning by luck, by the way. Okay, we have to get that right. 
These are these are performances we are putting in and we are deserving to win. The Newcastle game we deserve to win. The West Bromwich Albion game we deserve to win. Brighton game was a little bit of a cautious game. I think any team could have won that, but ultimately we've got the result. Chelsea game we deserve to win. Every week we've been looking stronger. And when I so when I'm going into this United game, this will be our second challenge. Our first challenge, we have done it beautifully we have passed it really well we have proven to ourselves we can play attacking football against oppositions that are maybe um better than us on paper or have better form than us this season and so this challenge itself going playing against united at the emirates will be the ultimate challenge and i am i'm ready for it I'm drooling for this game. I really am. I hope everyone is fit for this game because it will be one. And, and it will be interesting to see how Arteta sets Arsenal up, what style of football we decided to, we decided to, we decided to play, sorry, not decided, whether we play high press, whether we play on the counter. Ultimately, I would like Arsenal to continue the style of football that they're playing. Um, make the opposition scared. Force them to sit down and force them to sit back. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to leave it there for now. I think that's enough analysis done on the game. I've spoken a lot about the football and the pitch. I've spoken a lot about the good things as well. Some of the bad things, the things that we need to improve on. Um, and look, we 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 end tonight on a high. We um, This is a, a night for fans to be proud of the team's performance and to take real confidence going into the United game. But this is really the start now. It is the start of a really tough run of games. We've started positively. We need to continue the momentum and these players really do need to um, perform week in, week out like the way they have. And it'll be interesting to see whether they can, especially with the games coming in so fast. Um, thank you very much for listening. If you did enjoy this podcast episode, please do give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We are also on Spotify as well. Please do share it around with your friends. Uh, if you have any comments or questions, or if you want to have any, if you want to make any remarks or give me any feedback about this podcast, you can find me on social media at since 96 on Instagram and Twitter. Please also follow up my or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Gunner Since 96. We have been going out on a on a real high lately. Um I released a video yesterday welcoming uh, uh Martin Odegaard, which has got over 2,000 uh views. We're on 188 subscribers. Yesterday I was only on 134 or something. So look, we're doing really, really well. I'm really, really happy with the type of progress that we're making. And ultimately, the ultimate objective is to make continue making Arsenal content and connecting with Arsenal fans all around the world. Uh, I'm gonna leave it there. Once again, thanks for listening. I appreciate all the support that you've been giving me. I'll be back again for another for another post-match reaction video against United, where hopefully we pull out a good result. Until then, stay home, stay safe, and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs>